chapters of Hebrews, if I'm not mistaken, and um, and each chapter was totally amazing, completely amazing. And um, today we are, we brought on um, the pastors that taught us each of these chapters, and we are going to um, have like a round table on the book of Hebrews, and um, each of us, we have um, we have either talking points or questions based on the area of the book that we that we read or that we taught. Then we all we contribute to it, and, and we trust that God will do what only He can do. Amen. 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 Okay, so we will start um, with. And we go, let's go clockwise. We start with Pastor K, you know, I don't know, We start with Pastor K still. Awesome. You have the floor, yeah. Okay, thank you very much, and uh, good evening, everybody. Um, like Pastor said, it's been a wonderful uh, time studying the, this book of Hebrews, you know, prior to us studying um i'll be honest i really 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 usually don't like reading the book of hebrews because at times it's just it's just a bit complex for me you know melchizedek you know so having to be one of those that will talk about it actually uh meant a lot of meant uh, me digging deep to really be able to uncover what god had for us there and um i mean it was was amazing so um very quickly um when we were talking about the recap so i was going over my notes and i came across one of the topics that one of the things that i later we talked about then but today i'm bringing up the same point but now we're going to look at it from the perspective of the country nigeria that we are right now so i'll read hebrews 12 5 to 11 then we'll, 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 I mean, I'll talk about what I'm, I'm feeling. So it, the subtitle in the NLT version says, God's discipline, Hebrews 12, 5 to 11. I'll read. It says, and have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our, of our spirits? and lives forever for our ever for our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years 
doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us. Always good for us. So we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable. Underline that if you can. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. Like one of my sons would say when he was growing up, Daddy, it is painful. <laughs> but afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Amen. You know, Amen. talking about discipline, for us as mortal human beings, maybe in today's world now, the person that lives the most will live 120 years, you know, and is gone. But as we all know, in the eyes of God, 120 years is like a minute second for God. Because God sees a bigger picture. So as I was studying this, I now asked myself, wait, wait, wait. What we are going through in Nigeria here now, could it be a discipline coming from God because of some things that maybe our forefathers have done? And God is now like disciplining us, preparing us for the promised land. You know, let's look at, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of records to really be able to narrow down these things. But God has records, of course. So I'm just asking myself, I'm opening my mind, I'm like, because some of the things going down, we can't, I can't see and understand how this kind of thing be happening. And we're praying and God is looking. But again, I picture it and I said to myself, the children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt for 400 years. And it was a part of the big picture that God had said, I was going to take them to the end, to, to the promised land at the appointed time. So for us as a country also, I'm just looking and saying, oh yeah, could this be that what we're going through right now as bad, as horrible as it looks, it's just in God's view, oh, okay, the discipline time or the 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 the, the wilderness period and Canaan land, the promised land, is just around the corner. Now, taking that, all of that, assuming yes, it is a discipline, it goes back into what, what I shared when we shared, because one of the things I concluded then was that, okay, so how do we respond to discipline when the discipline comes because that's actually what determines how long the discipline lasts as parents when we want to discipline our children i remember then my dad i was a little bit uh, rascally growing up so i used to get a lot of discipline but one of the things that my my mom would just be the bass 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 kind of person but my dad will sit you down he will first of all ask you questions. This thing I'm going to beat you for. Why did you do it? That forces you to think through what you did. <laughs> then he will now explain that, oh, this is the reason. So you don't have a brain. Okay, now the reason why I'm going to flog you is so that your brain can work better next time. And, you know, and on and on, like that's how he used to discipline me. And I'm trying to deploy the same approach with my own children right now. You know, explain before punishing. So, how do we respond to this discipline that God, in quotes, is making the country, the Nigeria as a nation, the people of Nigeria as a nation? How do we respond to this? One, the three things we talked about when when we shared this about uh, three or four weeks ago was that number one, we can resent this discipline. We can say, "No, I'm not going to take it," as if we are stronger than the person that is disciplining us. Or we can fight back and win. That's an option. Option two, we can accept it and do like this grudgingly. The person discipline you sees that, and guess what? It makes the discipline longer. It makes the punishment longer because why? He's waiting for you to break. He's waiting to say, "Okay, I want you to be remorseful." I want you to, to, to take this, this, this discipline and, and, and digest it. Take it as you deserve it, but the person that is disciplining you is giving it out to you to make you a better person. And the third 
response that we can have to discipline again is that we can embrace it lovingly which is what god wants we take the discipline we say oh thank you daddy for flogging me these 12 strokes of cain i know it's because you love me and i won't do this again and i promise and that's how god looks and says okay no problem we'll do it again yeah come come and go and have your breakfast or go, come and go and have your dinner and go and sleep because that's what my mom would do that time my mom would do give me the basketball bus during the day but she knows that one doesn't enter because you know she don't, that one doesn't gauge she'll wait till the evening when my dad comes reports me to my dad my dad will finish his food take his time and call me even if i'm awake they'll come and wake me up give me the flogging when i when my dad is done then my mom will still come back again and say yeah bele, bele. oh yeah and <laughs> go and sleep cover yourself oh, don't let mosquito bite you and show, still show love you know because at that time they know that okay this discipline as gauge has done the purpose for which it was meant so praise god so i want to i want to bring that up and you know what what do you guys think in relation to what we have could this be that this is what god is doing for the country for nigeria uh, okay so um i would i would just say that that is assuming that um the salvation the concept of the salvation of nations is is rife with us and and, and the, the 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 truth is that it isn't so when jesus died jesus was not dying for nations as a as as a collective body jesus was dying mm. for the human soul for the person for every one of us so mm. god moved away from um, um the, the concept of the salvation of nations from the children of israel the nation of israel was the only nation that whose god is jehovah mm. so I've had people say, oh, Jesus, Nigeria belongs to Jesus, it's a lie. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it is our souls, it is us. You know, if we, if, if we rule properly, we can influence Nigeria for Jesus and to the praise of his name. But the, the eternal plan of God, everything is coming together to the enthronement of Jesus as king. So even when Jesus was being, um, um, during the ascension, the, the disciples were asking him, is it time to restore the nation, the, the kingdom back to Israel? <laughs> and Jesus was like, uh, nah, we are not interested in that right now. You know, uh, the time will come. By that time, it's with the Father alone. So, so um, God will not deal with Nigeria as his son, as described in that scriptures no what nigeria will get is based on the seed sown by the people that are in nigeria which is you and i so so oh. if we sow corruption we will corruption yeah. and if we that have the light decide to take the light and you know establish the kingdom of god then that kingdom of god cannot be limited to the borders of nigeria the, the kingdom that we carry is not in is not a national kingdom mm. so mm. um yes so i don't know if anybody wants to mm. jump on that <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> pastor asoti yes Okay, yeah. Um, yes, Pastor, I agree with you. And uh, I see it from the perspective of um, because of, uh, I would say, because of the elect, because of the children of God, God who blessed the land on which his children are flowing in. Now, in Second uh, Chronicles 7, when he says, If my people shall turn from their wicked ways and pray, I will heal their land, right? So, I mean, like you said, I, I believe that because we are residents, for they that are residents in Nigeria, that believe in Nigeria, that have sown in the land, 
God will bless, He will bring forth the harvest according to how we have sown in Him. So, so whatever it is we are going through now, it's a case, it's, it's, it's based on, it's a reaction to what we have sown in the past. It's a reaction to our failure to actually take charge. Because if the church will take charge, if the church will speak up, not being politically correct, because a lot of times the church is always trying to be politically correct. And the truth is you cannot compromise with the devil. You are either speaking the truth or you are not speaking the truth. When you say you are trying to be politically correct, it's more like you are not telling the truth. Mm. You say it as it is, and you bring it before God. I mean, I believe uh, when I was in secondary school, there was this big painting we had. It says, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I don't know whether we were not praying or whether we just refused to see where we were headed at the point. But we are where we are because we did not do anything about it. And if we do not do anything about it, at this point, it will get worse. So, I mean, God, by the grace of God, He will bless the work of our hands. But at the same time, we also need to do more than just praying. We need to pray, we need to strategize, we need to ask. So then, okay. what is it? Okay, awesome. Um, so, what, 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 there's value, obviously, what you have said. Um, um, a lot of value. Um, however, when we look at the promises of, of the Bible, it's not every promise of the Bible that's applicable to everybody at every time. And that particular promise, if my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, was one of those promises that are clearly for the nation of Israel. Yes. Clearly for the nation of Israel. Now, I will heal their land. Now, as um, um, as spiritual Jews, you know, as as the church is the spiritual Jew, right? So we, as a people, we represent a kingdom. Now, wherever we are planted, to your point, we 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 are to God will bless that nation. God God can bless that nation because of us. Classic example is Joseph. You know, God can and God will, based on his principles, bless that nation because of us, but it's going to be based on his kingdom. So while it is it is correct for us to pray it, we should pray it understanding that the operation of that blessing is through the kingdom. Yes. Not because Nigeria is a nation that is called by the name of God. You know? <laughs> You know, thanks for okay. So, uh, for time, you know, we just go straight to Pastor Moralake. Tell us, okay. Um, good evening again, good evening, sir. Good evening, everyone. So, the first top point I have is, um, from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. Um, and I have titled it Faith Activates the Promise. Um, so, very quickly I read, it says, Now the promise of entering into God's rest is still for us today. So we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. For we have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did. Yet, they didn't join their faith with the word. Instead, what they heard didn't affect them deeply. For they doubted. For those of us who believe, faith activates the promise and we experience the realm of confident rest. For he has said, I was grieved with them and made a solemn oath. They will not enter into my rest. God's works have all been completed from the foundation of the world. For it says in the scriptures, and on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, as stated before, they will not enter into my rest. Those who first heard the good news of deliverance failed to enter into that realm of faith rest because of their unbelieving hearts. Yet, the fact remains that we still have the opportunity to enter into the faith rest life and experience the fulfillment of the promise. So, I just want us to shed more light on faith activating the promise, faith activating the prophecies that have gone forth, because it seems like um, um, without faith, we really cannot please God, right? So, how can we continue to build up the faith muscle to burst 
this promise that God has already said because his word says that God's works have been completed from the foundation of the world. Okay. You want to take a stab at that? I can't try it. <laughs> Sorry? What did you say? He said, I can't try it. hearing the word of God. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's how, to, that's how to activate faith. I mean, many times we sit down wishing that we had more faith. Or we, we sit down, you know, saying, why are we going through, through so much? Why why is our is our lives you know in so much turmoil, you know, and all that? We faith is active and faith is gotten in an active way. So um faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you, you need to actively plug your ears to the word of God, you know. So which also means you you unplug your ears from every other thing, you know, or negative reports, all the anxiety, all the fear, all the fears, all the whatever it is, you know, and yeah, so that is how faith is activated. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I, I wrote down some points here that um uh that faith activates the prophecies, the prophecies that have gone forth. We have to believe them. And and when we have faith, it pleases God because we are saying to God, I trust what you have said. I trust this promise. I trust this word. I believe you that your promise will not fall short of what you have said it will do. And as we continue to activate this faith, our faith muscles grow. And because we believe God for, oh, for example, I'm believing God for a hundred naira. And I know that, yes, he has the cattle upon a thousand hills belongs to him. He will give that to me. Then my faith is built up, knowing that uh, the God that did it for me yesterday is able to do it for me again. And, you know, the Bible now says that when we get to that point, we actually rest in confident faith, knowing that this God who has spoken his word is faithful to bring it to pass. Amen. Amen. amen and amen okay thank you pastor um richard your hand is up yes sir um i just it's similar to what uh, pastor said i think that is faith hearing the word of god but i i think i heard you say on sunday or was it on monday in the uh, um uh, devotional party where you said um in some communities and paraphrasing out of my understanding the reception to the prophetic is higher than some other communities so in in a, in a place where there's more reception, where the people, like you said, are like sponges, right? Even mm. if a person is there that is more on the passive side and he comes to church and he, he sees uh, other people in the community receiving their, yeah, you know, it's like there's like a, a magnet to what is going on, you know? <laughs> Something activates in you. I mean, I think that's my own story. Coming to church for the first time, hearing that. In this time, you don't expect anybody to lay hands on you. God works, you know, silently, you know, instantly and completely. And I'm seeing things happening. And next thing, I'm receiving my own my own miracles. There's the mm. atmosphere. So the atmosphere sort of electrifies, charges that person in the spirit. And if the person is actually sensitive enough, you begin to engage in those things, you know, faith works, so to speak. That's just my conclusion. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. So, um, the, the community and the atmosphere you expose yourself to, you know, I mean, can accelerate your level of engagement spiritually. All right. Um, thank you, Pastor Richard. Um, Pastor Sute. Yeah, um, I want to add to, to what he said, which is very correct. But you know, there are cases where there are people that are, unless God moves, like in the case of Saul, was persecuting the people of God and Jesus himself called for by himself you know there are people that come into a place where the atmosphere is charged example God to do it again service um, I, a, a while ago I invited somebody for, for God to do it again service this, uh, this is a guy that he likes to think he's knowledgeable so he questions everything, but he's hypocritical. You know, 
curiosity, when you are curious with an open mind, you will embrace it when it comes. That atmosphere alone, and you can plug into it. But when you are hypocritical, sometimes the people get angry. This same guy, he left before service was over. Now, he came in, he saw, he said, oh, the music was good. He loved the choir. He said, but the message, I think that day you were talking about, you made reference to a man should be able to take care of his family. And he got upset. Ah, and if the man is going through a hard time, when he came to me, I'll tell him, look, did you listen to the end? He couldn't listen to the end anymore. So, you, you I mean, for people like that, the atmosphere is charged. And personally, I believe he came in, he could feel the presence of God, and he mm -hmm. probably it made him uncomfortable. I think that's why he ran to me. He before the and this was over. So, so sometimes, like, people for me, I mean, it's there, the atmosphere is there, but just because they, they have a closed mind or they are I mean, the church is the punching bag for everybody. Everybody wants to take a swing at the church. They come in with that notion that, yes, I've come to find something wrong with these people today. And when they cannot find, when it begins to get through to them, they get up and they, they pick off. Okay, so his, his, his problem was the man should provide for his wife. Okay. Um, <laughs> as a play. Just as uh, so I don't dwell on this, but for me, when those kind of people, I, I feel comfortable leaving those trouble, those troublesome thoughts with them. Because I mean, on the surface, he's saying, "Oh, he doesn't agree with it." What, really, usually, what is going down is that it does. It's not like he doesn't agree. It is that he's struggling with the truth of accepting it. Exactly. So I'm comfortable with the word continuing to deal with him and let god do what he will do he needed to hear that if that was the only thing that he needed to hear or that gwdi service that will help his faith that will move his faith from where it is to where it should go on the left side oh thanks Pastor okay um so over to you now pastor oh, okay <laughs> Okay, um, I'll um, go to Hebrews chapter 5, and I'll quickly read from verse 7 to 9. I read it from the NLT. It says, while Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him to perfect high priest. And he became the eternal source, the eternal salvation for all those who obey him. Now, um, that scripture talked about Jesus being obedient, uh, submitting totally. So, if you think about it, I mean, uh, I want us to just I mean, look at it from different angles in the sense that why did he have to pray so hard, considering he knew where he came from, right? Why did he have to pray so hard? Why did he have to learn through suffering? After all, he already had the master plan. David had prophesied already in Psalm 110 that he would be a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So Jesus came, he knew the end result. But he did the fight. He still did the work. Now, the reason I'm bringing this out is because a lot of times the, the, um, the entitlement mentality seems to, to hold a lot of people back in the sense that I have told, I have prayed. Come on, what else does God expect me to do? So, I mean, think about it. what are we learning from the challenges we face? How long will these challenges last? Um, from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27, it says that there will be a shaking, right? So that only the unshakable will remain. So, a lot of times, see, this, um, the, the entitlement mentality 
becomes a problem where it doesn't seem like we're getting what we think we should get. And we begin to, to lose focus, begin to withdraw from our work with God. Our work with God, our work for God, work with God. Now, putting both together, it, it boils down to still relationship. Our relationship with people, that community that God has placed us in. So, I mean, Jesus worked for it. He knew the end result. He knew the game plan. Is it possible Jesus could have come, not done all that, and things could have still played out the way it should play out? Okay, so um, I'll say that if that happens, then there will be no, it will not have fulfilled the purpose of being human. And there will be no model or standard for us to follow. So it's just, it's just like saying um, you, want to, you want to show how to win a game by starting up from level one to level 10. But because you wrote the game and you have the cheat codes, you know, why not just use the cheat codes and get to level 10? You can, but if you do, you have not shown us normal people how to play that game and get to level 10. So Jesus was 100% God. However, he was 100% man and it is his humanity that makes us relate with him that jesus could go to gethsemane and cry and pray and actually try to negotiate his way out of the cross by saying to the lord if it is possible if it were let this thing pass me by over you know nevertheless not my will but your will be done so when we are going through our own stuff, we should realize that this part on Jesus's face, after this part on your face, oh, yeah. they pulled his beard, they plucked his beard, his beard, be you know, have they plucked your own? <laughs> they slapped him. Have you gotten a slap? They shredded his back, carried his cross. And he's saying, I'm showing you how to carry my cross. Mm. So that you can know that when you are carrying your cross, nothing do you. You know, nothing do you. You, oh. <laughs> you are following your master. <laughs> so if you want a crown without the cross, then it's only Satan that, that offers that. This is the that offers a crown without a cross. God shows us the crown and we need to carry our cross and and follow him. Um, so while before I take contributions from everybody else on that point, if there, if there are, for those that are watching us online, um, if you have any questions at any time, please put your questions in the chat rooms that you are on. And they will get the questions to us and we'll be we'll be very happy to to answer your questions so take the time and type in your questions if you have any if you need any form of clarification then we'll be happy to jump on that okay so does anybody want to share any thoughts on that no so, sorry um just talking about the things that jesus went through on our behalf you know um one one thing that a lot of us as human beings always try to protect as best as we can is our reputation you know mm -hmm. so beyond all the physical beatings and the likes that jesus suffered mm -hmm. jesus even suffered reputational damage mm -hmm. they lied on him to his face mm -hmm. and why do i lie it was as if god said just keep quiet don't defend yourself mm -hmm. and that is I mean, I, I would say for me, oh, that would even be much more difficult than to take physical beating. Oh. If it's physical beating for being a Christian, I'll take it, I'll chop it, I'll get healing, I'll move on. Reputation is like someone coming now and saying that you are a thief. You are sleeping with someone else's wife. 
and God is saying, just keep quiet, be looking at them. And I'm like, ha, how? How? What if my wife hears this? What will she say? You know, if my father hears this and he's still alive at 81, won't he have a heart attack and die? She's here, we can ask her. <laughs> <laughs> finished. <laughs> yeah, what you said. No, I <laughs> I said, yeah, Kukuma finished. <laughs> without hearing your side of the story, oh. I do without hearing my side of the story. And God is saying, keep quiet and just watch them. And at times, as Christians, these are the real things that we go through, that, that, that you just have to, like, just keep quiet. Don't say anything. Time will tell. Time will tell. And it's it's for a purpose. It is maybe that being quiet is what will take you to a higher place where you'll be able to defend yourself better. But just don't talk now. Mm. And that was part of some of the physical things, some of the real things that Jesus had to endure, also as an example for us. Mm. Absolutely. Like like a lamb. Mm, like a lamb, exactly. Like a led, lamb. Led to the slaughter. Hmm. He did not utter a word. What Pastor was saying, exactly where I was where I was going to. This is what where I really wanted to talk about in the sense that Jesus went through all that. He he didn't he could have decided not to for a reason. And when we experience such a lot of times you find out that most times we, I mean, the person that has been accused is the one that might even fill the relationship. Mm. I say, look, I'm cutting everybody off because, come on, either this some people did not stand up for me, or these people have seen me finish, or mm. uh, that's all I have done mm. for them. You know, it's, very, it's very easy to say, oh, Jesus did it. That when we are wearing shoes, we begin to say, Mamiki Jesus. We begin to say, Why me? Mm. Nobody wants to be in such a situation. But the truth is, if you eventually find yourself in that situation, we need to find a way to try and relate it to where Jesus was coming from. And uh, Lord will help us. Amen. 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 See, and, and, you know, okay, this, this one can be. Uh, it's big, you know, but for someone like that, let's hear you. Oh, okay, yes. Thank you, sir. Um, I was just going to say spot on right there that, you know, Jesus learned to listen. He learned to listen and he learned obedience from his suffering. So even though he, you know, like Papa said, 100% God, he still learned to listen by staying in the place of prayer, teaching us to pray. That regardless of knowing, you know, like the example you shared of someone who knows who wrote the, the code for the game, he has the cheat codes. So he could have cheated. So he could have said, come on, I know the end. Let me fast track it. I know how to, you know, jump jump over some things. But he stopped. He, he learned to wait for everything to play out according to the plan. And, you know, it, sometimes it can be difficult as Christians particularly if you have the gift of seeing the future. <laughs> and they were like, ah, Nigeria is supposed to be greater by now. Nigeria is supposed to, things should have turned around. You know, but God stops and says, I'm going to teach you how to learn to listen and obey and stay in the place of prayer and not just ordinary prayer. Jesus agonized. He prayed. He, 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 he cried blood you know he was he was in deep pain he was shaking like let this cup pass me by but god said no this is still the plan no cheating you will go through it completely and you know and at the end of it there was so good for all of us because he endured it so at the end of it god always has a better plan for all of us when we listen and obey and learn obedience through whatever challenge it is that he brings our way. Amen. 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 Okay, so there's so much still in there, but let's go on. Pastor Richard. 
Yes, sir. Um, I I'll take uh, my point from Hebrews uh, 3, um, the significant of today, and I'll read um, two, three verses. I'll read verse 7, verse 8, and verse 15, and it says, this is what the Holy Spirit says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't have it in your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. Remember, verse 15 says what it says today when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart as Israel did when they rebelled. So, uh, at first, when I uh, was preparing for the teaching, then I mean, I was saying if in one particular chapter God repeats, I mean, of course, throughout all of now, the writer, one particular <laughs> subject, then that means that subject is big. So, what is it about today, you know? Uh, you know, I, I, so I'll give a little variance from what we talked about in part um, part three, and also apply it to um, apply it to the church as it is uh, today. So, if if I to it would be weird if I and grammatically incorrect if I if I ask what is yesterday's date, you know. Why? Because yesterday is past. I, I can't say what is yesterday's day. I will say what was yesterday's day. So many of us, if we are honest, wish we could revisit some incidences, events, or decisions from our past to um, change them. You know, on the flip side, tomorrow is also not guaranteed, like you said. You know, but today, the today now represents a call to action. You know, we can influence um, tomorrow by what we do today, and we can also remedy at least some of yesterday's aberrations, you know, by what we do today. So today we can have a say in what gives concerning our future. So if, if, I, if I bring this home, what he was saying to them is that they should not rebel. They should not rebel. And, you know, I, I like to read different versions for emphasis. So when I check this in the Philip's translation, verse 16, uh, puts it this way. It says, was it not all who were rescued from slavery in, in Egypt under the leadership of Moses, right? These are the same people that he needed to listen to this word today, to get a cue about today. And he says, these are the people that disobeyed and rebelled against him. Him now was was um, God. But if you see that he tied the year to all those people that were rescued under the leadership of Moses, I began to ask myself again, what was it about the leadership of, of, of Moses? So it, it means that, I mean, if you bring it as a church, I mean, church leaders, church leaders, they, I mean, for lack of a better word, church leaders suffer. And I'm, and I'm very sure Papi can, can relate. As you said something earlier, if anybody wants to take a swipe, they take a swipe at the church, but not necessarily the church. They first go for the leader. They start with what the leader said or what the leader has done, and then it begins to cascade down to, I mean, the, the, the church, the congregation. So you can tell that Moses suffered under the hands of these people. So even though they were rebelling, they thought they were rebelling against Moses, because if you read that scripture in Exodus, it was God they were rebelling against, I mean, all, all the while. And it, God now said, now of course, thanks to what Pastor Malachi also said, that these guys that are rebelling, none of you will enter into my rest. And the Philip's transition said that he scattered their bones in the desert. That was, I mean, he scattered their bones. He says, none of you will enter into my rest. And like I said, I, I imagine how the two people that said, come what may, we will not rebel. Come what the, the circumstances around so-called church or the faith community is. We will not rebel because it is God that we serve and we know God has a purpose because we are on a journey. So I can imagine what those two people, that is Caleb and Joshua, must have felt when they saw, you know, for lack of a better word, Emeka, Emeka has died. You know, they see uh, 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 Lagbaja, like Pastor would say, Lagbaja is gone. Lagbaja could have made it to the promised land, really. You know? They see uh, uh, Sani, Sani is gone. Sani could have made it as well. So this guy, God littered the desert with 
with their their corpses. And these are people that must have had dreams. These are people that must have uh, had, you know, serious plans for themselves. But you can see that rebellion was the reason why none of these things happened for these guys. So what was their punishment? 40 years, you all, you all are gone. God has time. God has more than 40 years. God has enough time to wait out all the mixed multitudes, so to speak, that have no no part of what God is said to do, I mean, in this higher ground. So I think I should say to myself that may God never allow me to be in that part where, you know, I was destined for a promise that because of rebellion, I miss out from the promise. Because I feel that I am opinionated and have something to say about the church. Because I feel like um, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm intelligent. You know, intelligence is also a big issue, you know. I, I I have something to, I mean, what, what, what are you talking about? Faith. I mean, literally have people say stuff like that to me. God says for those kind of people, he will wait them out and he will still do what he needs to do because he is God. So my prayer is that God does not wait me out. God does not wait any of us out in, 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 in the name of Jesus. But again, yes, I would like to also get um, um, thoughts on this. What should people do deliberately to take yourself from a place where God will say, you know what, I will litter the quote-unquote wilderness with your cups because you will have no part of the promise that I have for my people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, Pastor Sutin. Okay, um, the rebellion we're talking about what caused rebellion then? What is causing rebellion today? Mm. I think a major part of it is expectations. You know, people have expectations. People, they know the promise. And they have expectations just based on what I need, myself and I. I want this. I want to feel like this. I want people to see me like this and things like that. And when it doesn't go their way, somebody is responsible. Mm. And they want to hold something. They, they just want somebody to pay for it. Now, that, that, that brings us to the point of... It, it, honestly, it's wickedness. I mean, I'm angry. I'm disappointed. So somebody must pay. Somebody must cry. Mm. <laughs> and they turn on whoever they can see. Now, these people... They saw, they saw Moses. These are the same people. It's the same people. Some may have not have been alive. The same people that were there when Moses tried to do it his way. And Moses had to go and learn in the wilderness for 40 years. And when mm. he came back, they believed in that, oh yes, this man has seen God. And they walked to him. But the first kind of trouble, they, were not, they could not physically see God to hold. So who would they hold? The man that they know has relationship with God. Mm. And bring it to today. When they need to take a swing, now they are unhappy this has not happened. So angry with God. They angry with God. But what will they say? Who will listen? How many people will listen to them when they decide to want to run God down? So who else? This pastor said. Pastor should have seen it. Pastor should have known. Come on, is it not pastor? Mm. Why should it be going to this? <laughs> they, they are swinging. They come out pastor swinging. Have known. Exactly. Mm. They come out swinging because they are angry. Nobody can be disappointed. Even angry. But how you deal with their anger that makes the difference. Look, you can you can query God. God it depends on how you come to God. If you come in reference, speaking for understanding. It's different from when you call God, so you want to call him to others. Say, come, oh God, what's going mm. on here? Mm. When the Muslims get the better of them, they begin to do things as they, I mean, without understanding the consequences. Praise the Lord. Yes. Okay, Pastor Brother, okay. you want to jump on that? Yes, sir. Um, you know, as Pastor Sutil was speaking, the you know, 12 people went to spy the land. 10 saw giants. 2 saw, this land is ours. We can do it. 
So it all boils down again to perspective. What are you seeing? Who are you looking at? Who are you believing? Who are you trusting? Where is your faith? Because the people that saw the giants look at their physical muscles and are like, ha, is it this my small bone that I want to use to fight these giants? The people that saw the land look at the God standing behind them and say, we can do it. Not we, the God of the angel armies. He has said it and we can do it. And here lies the issues here. Because when people stop to see the God that is standing behind them, that has sent them, the Ramonisha fire tea, that has sent them ahead and the promise keeper, the one that speaks and it comes to pass, they begin to look for a man to fight. That, oh Moses, was there no grave in Egypt? That he decided to bring us out to the wilderness to bury us here. Oh Moses, we had onions, we had garlic, we had ginger. He now brought us here to come and suffer. Oh Moses, oh Moses. And this was because they stopped seeing the God that sent Moses. They were now looking at Moses. Again, it is also tied to slave mentality, which comes which also births entitlement spirits. Like, I need to be entitled to this. I need to, I'm entitled to these things. I'm entitled to the onion, to the ginger, to the garlic. Forgetting that they are the people that are called by God's name. You know, like Papi said earlier, these people have been called by God's name, but they forgot who they were. They forgot the God that was standing behind them and all around them. And they began to look at, oh, this Moses, he just wants to come and bury us and waste us here in the wilderness. Rebellion will, of course, come out. Like someone has to take the fall for this thing. Someone just needs to be blamed. And I want to ask a question. At that point, if they are giving them the option of going back to Egypt, this is they would have gone back home. Ah. Abi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go and continue eating garlic and ginger. Yes. They wanted to be the captain for themselves. Mm -hmm. Go back. Go back to, to slavery after God had split open the Red Sea. Please, were they going to build a ship to cross that sea? But because God, I'm sure God will not split it open for them to pass through anymore, you know? Yeah, there's actually a route that doesn't take you through the Red Sea. You know? so, and it was shorter. You know, but God chose that they go through the Red Sea to give them that type of Christ, of baptism. Yeah. Now look, you yeah, see exactly. this sea open before you, you have gone through it, and this sea has closed behind you. To give them that mental image that no turning back, no turning, no turning back. back. So, but hey, people are people. But Pastor Seti said something um, uh, earlier on that you know you say, oh, the pastor not see it. You know? <laughs> Yeah. You know, and we all know the um, um the the man of God that passed on the son of um of of Pastor Debbie, as uh, um, I mean we all know that it's a very sad situation and I've I mean I've heard people say all sorts of crap, you know, that oh this man was uh, every other ghost night. He's seeing vision. He's doing. He did not see it, you know. Mm. Or have they been deceiving us, you know? And you know, sort of, you know. And it just shows that the things that the issues people have with God will mm. come up mm. when they need to take a jab at, at mm. people that represent God, you know. Exactly. Um, you know, so yeah, um, Richard. Okay, sir. Um, so, uh, just adding to that, um, I think one of the issues with today, the um, rebellion of today, is actually the hardness of the, the state of man's heart. So, good, good you mentioned um, the man of God's son passed. So, I remember the first day I heard, and the next time I gave it a thought. So, I heard... And then I gave it a thought. So, if, I mean, two days must have passed in between. The first time I heard is, oh, so, wow, this is sad news. 
But the next time I gave it a thought was under conviction by the Holy Spirit that, look, did you pray for this man when you heard? So I, I, I have no animosity towards the man. I, I like, respect, and honor the man. But when I heard, I honestly did not say, you know, oh God, strengthen this man, especially now, with all these people that would say, why didn't he see it? I mean, I, those things didn't come to my mind. Oh. But it was the next time that I had the conviction that I'd begun to pray such prayers. In, in fact, I actually prayed the prayer of repentance first to say, how could I, I mean, something as um, hard as this, and I just heard it like I just heard a, 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 a normal report, because that's a hard report, especially because there are people that would jump on it and begin to throw all kinds of um, charades. So I think the, the, re the rebellion is because of the hardness of the heart of man. And many people have actually have Hard hearts, but don't even know that they have hard hearts. Mm. They are tongue-speaking, you know, church-going, regular, tight-giving kinds of Christians. But this, the state of their heart is hard. God is saying, you know what, that person offended you, forgive them. You are accepting your position, you know, with so much gusto and, you know, zest. God is saying, you know what, let go of this thing and you are pushing your, your agenda like... You know, if it doesn't happen this way, nothing will move past my way or the highway. So, and, and before you know it, you, you've lost yourself. You can't even hear him again when he says, Bobo chill or baby chill, because your, your, your system is shrouded and clouded with, I mean, so much of yourself that you can't even hear him anymore. I think those kind of people need to be very careful. Otherwise, they tend to be the leaders that God was talking about. So I'm praying that for myself, and for all of us, that we will never be any of those people that God will look at in the wilderness because God has got time. Amen. 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 Yeah, I, I just want to re-echo what you said earlier, that um, when people reach launch out like they did for Pastor Deboe on this matter, it's not really so much of Pastor Deboe, it's more reflecting the issues they have with God that they are just displaying because okay they are saying they did not see it what if he saw it mm -hmm. would they have stopped would that would have changed god if if that was what god wanted to happen okay today the 12th of may we know what today is what if that death is going to cause a massive breakthrough in one science, maybe they did the autopsy, it will cause a massive breakthrough, or it will cause a major turnaround of some people's mind in government. Or who knows? Do we know what is going to be the ultimate effect of that tomorrow, or even by 9 p.m. tonight? They will just open our mouths and just lash out. If we have issues, we better go and resolve them. I mean, this is speaking to everybody in the world. If we have issues with God, better go on our knees humble ourselves and resolve it rather than just looking for people to use as cheap punching bags glory be to god hallelujah hallelujah <clears throat> if 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 it was the man of god how can this kind of thing happen to his mm. son you know how can this kind of thing happen in his if, if he was a man of god if he had faith you know so speak to this mountain not to move i think it's just what's in their coffee cups that is just spilling out there's another thing another thing that happened was you know was because i i i won't say i'm close to the family but i it just say i know people that are close to the family was you know the wife was obviously the man was shattered the wife was shattered and the man, the wife was, um, and people were like, okay, you've raised so many people from the dead, you know. Here is your son, raised him from the dead, you know. I mean, that, did that just sound like Jesus? Mm. You know, when he was on the cross. Mm. He healed that shit. Mm. <laughs> oh, are you? Mm. We are the same yesterday, today, mm. forever. <laughs> you know, I like, you know, and, and I mean, the, the source, the incredible source that to be that he actually went to the Lord to pray. You have to do what? 
He went to the altar to pray to the church, mm. pray as he would, you know, and came out and said they should bury him, you know. And you know, everybody, I have, I know mutual friends of this guy that today they are still calling him to get up from the mug, you know, from where from the burial ground. Yes. <laughs> They are pastors, and they are saying he will resurrect. And I'm like, what's what's wrong with the resurrection money? You know, you know, what's wrong with resurrecting and resurrection money? That's one, two. The story of a friend of mine. I'm not saying that's the same here. And it comes to mind. Brother passed on, and he went to the morgue to pray and held God's hands and said his guy must come back to life he must come back to life and god asked him a question he says, okay i'll send him back on one condition and the condition is i'll send him back if you can guarantee his salvation these guys are home right now with me you want me to send him back i'll send him back but you will be the one to make sure that it does not backslide <laughs> 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 Of course, the guy backed down, you know. <laughs> oh, gentle. <laughs> and then you can yeah. keep him. <laughs> yeah, <that's too> <laughs> you are doing well, you are doing well. How do you, you know, guarantee somebody's salvation? Because mm. that things happen to the righteous, you don't know that God is probably delivering them from a day of, of trouble. Mm. Anyway, um, um, so we've gone around, we've overly exhausted our time we just touch on one quarter of the the things we wanted to talk on today um uh we're thinking maybe we'll see we'll we'll see maybe we'll continue this next week i'm not sure you know but this has been good this has been amazing um we don't have any questions from from um social media um but a, a, a question that someone asked from dallas church which is maybe i'll, I'll ask it here i'll wrap up with it i mean it ties to i think pastor Sote's line of thoughts and that is killing his only son for our sins instead of killing satan direct hmm. this story look clear うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。う
<laughs> when it comes to your proverbial giving up of your um, child, which I want to say that for those of us sitting here, at some point we had, we had had to give up um, the proverbial child, you know, to get to where we are, and there will still be some proverbial, you know, sacrifices that we need to make to go to to where we have praise God. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And to, uh, just to add to that, that look, by the time Adam and Eve fell, sin had entered the world. So, um, killing Satan does not kill sin. Man had already mm. lost his position. So, um, um, God needs to give His Son to die for us. And if you are if you are watching and you know you've not committed your life to Christ, you, maybe you want to do that today and and trust Him for the salvation of your soul. Commit your life to Him, and we cleanse you from all your sins and it will empower you to live for to live for God. Jesus loves you and that is not a cliche. Jesus actually loves you. Okay, so um, thank you everybody. Thank you Pastor Kule, Pastor Morolake, Pastor Richard, Pastor Sote and um, God bless you all. So Amen. for everyone that is um, joining us today, um, I'm sure that you've, you've, you've received the word of God and God's word will come alive in you, in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Amen. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen. Amen. Lift up his countenance upon you. Amen. Amen. Single day of your life. Amen. Amen. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Okay, so God's from the house. Let's remember that this is a year of lifting, and we are lifted all the way. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Cosa ha da Se te ne